0: Welcome, and thank you for accepting the invitation to this Bible study for December 30th, 2020. As we all reflect back on this past year, I am certain we could all come up with a wheelbarrow full of negatives and lows. Everyone's negatives and lows are going to be very different. While I have experienced many lows as a result of this pandemic, One of my highs has been the many opportunities we have been afforded to share and model the love of Christ with others. Committing our lives to following Jesus is no small task, nor is it easy, but it brings many blessings to others as well as to ourselves. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Dear Lord, you are our creator and our protector in times of need. Many of us have gone through times of need in this last year, and we thank you for your son Jesus, who has invited us to follow him. You have blessed us with the ears to listen and hearts to surrender and follow him. We thank you for this opportunity, and I ask that through your Holy Spirit, we can be guided to become the followers you intended us to be. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. What does it mean to be committed? Well, here's one dictionary Answer to that feeling dedication and loyalty to a cause, activity, or job, wholeheartedly dedicated. How does being committed affect the way we follow Christ? Well, we got a couple of great examples. Jesus was loyal to God, his father, and people took note of that committed loyalty. Remember when Jesus went through. Samaria, which was the country that was hostile to the Jews, when he could have made a detour. His commitment to letting everyone know about the kingdom of God led him to the encounter with the woman at the well while he was there, and he ultimately rode into Jerusalem in the face of threats and imminent death. Not everyone at the time understood what was happening, but they certainly took note the Apostle Paul was fond of using athletic metaphors in his call for distinctively Christian lives. Romans 12.1 is just one example. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, worship, But there is an important difference between the commitment of an athlete and that of a Christian. An athlete's commitment is to himself or his team, while the commitment of the Christian is to God. In several of my previous Bible studies, I've talked about the importance of and reasons for being a follower of Christ. In preparation for this Bible study, I came across references to Scripture that help answer that question of why. Why follow Jesus? What is it about Jesus Christ and why should people follow him? Dietrich Bonhoeffer had pointed us to the authority of Jesus that elicited prompt obedience. He has rightly pointed out that it is Jesus Christ himself who is behind the call and behind the response of obedience. But there were those who heard his command to follow and didn't follow. There were those that heard, followed, then changed their minds. There were those who heard, followed, but all the time they were not really following, not really with him. Believing it to be just one more call among many, some also believed it to be optional, that nothing really depended on it. This would certainly not be a Bible study without referencing Scripture. Normally, I would read the Scriptures, but since there are so many today, I'm going to reference the book, chapter, and verses, and I invite and encourage you to refer to them as part of this Bible study. We look to Scripture to find answers and to deepen our relationship with Jesus. At St. Paul's, our vision is learning, Loving, living God's Word. Today's recommended Bible reading in the Taking Faith Home Bulletin insert was in the book of Jude. Actually, it was the whole book, but it was just two chapters long. I would recommend this as an additional reading if you want to expand this Bible study. And if you really want to dig into it, I would recommend going to BibleProject.com and watching the short video on the book of Jude. Very informative. The scriptures draw our attention to significant truths about the identity of Jesus Christ and give us good reason why we should follow him. For example, John chapter 1, verses 36 through 37. It is revealed that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In other words, the person who commands us to follow him is the one who lays down his life as a sacrifice to obtain the forgiveness of our sins. He is a person of incredible, immeasurable love. This is he who is calling us to follow, the Lamb of God who loves us this much. The next reading is found in the book of John, chapter 1, verses 44 through 45. This is where they refer back to the Old Testament. He is the one foretold by the scriptures, in whom all the promises of God find their fulfillment. He is the one anticipated right through the Old Testament, from the first promise of salvation in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, to the last warning of the second coming in Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. He is the one of whom the law and prophets speak, both in word and in symbol, and to whom the Psalms and prophets look forward with eager anticipation. After centuries of promise and prediction, The one in and through whom God will work his eternal purpose has come. This is he who commands us to follow him. The next two readings are found in the book of Matthew. The first one is in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. Second one is Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 23. He will make us fishers of men. He incorporates us into the saving work of his kingdom. We are not called, invited, commanded to a pointless, meaningless inactivity. He does not call us to follow him simply for his own sake. This Christ who commands us involves us in the work of the kingdom of which he makes us members. This Christ who summed up his whole life in these words, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. The next reading is found in the book of John, chapter 6, verses 66 through 71. And here is the summation. To follow him is to gain eternal life for he alone has the words of eternal life there is simply no other choice as peter said in john chapter 6 verse 68 lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life the next reading is from the book of John, chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus is the light of the world. Not one light among many other equally equally brilliant lights, but the light of the world. He is the one in and by whom all the darkness of our ignorance of God is shattered and dispelled. To see Jesus is To see God. To know Him is to know God. There is no more spiritual darkness for those who obey His command to follow. Who would not obey such a king, such a God? Only those who love the darkness. And that is found in John chapter 3, verses 19 through 20. The next example is that of the Good Shepherd. And that account can be found in the book of John chapter 10, verse 4, as well as John chapter 10, verse 27. He is the good shepherd who knows us and whose voice we recognize. The image of the good shepherd teaches us of the infinite and immeasurable love of the one who commands us to follow him. Nowhere else will we find such love. Nowhere else will we find such compassion. Nowhere else will we find such sacrifice. Only here, in this one, who commands our allegiance. Those who follow him, knowing his voice, will follow him forever. They will never be snatched out of the hand. For he, the good shepherd, keeps them safe, even through the valley of death. The next reference to scripture is John chapter 12 verse 26 To follow him is to be with him forever it is not a temporary allegiance he does not call us to a one-off event he does not call us to a short-term commitment after we can return after which we can return to our own lives and our own agenda he invites us he commands us to an eternal destiny, to an endless relationship with himself. This is his plan for us. This is his gift to us, that we will be with him forever. And it is here in this purpose for which he called us into his kingdom that we understand that this call and this command is a recall. It's a recall to that original relationship and purpose for which God created us. Read Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 27. In commanding us to follow him, Jesus is commanding us to turn back to God. By this call, by this command, he invites us to be what God intended us to be, people who image him, people in whom his glory is seen, people through whom his name is made known. And as we contemplate this, we realize that all the other purposes listed above were also a command to return to this unimpeded relationship with God for which He, he created us, in which we trust Him fully, in which we rest in the knowledge of His love, in which there is no darkness And to which there is no end. All of this teaches us why we should follow Jesus and not another. It is important for us as modern day Christians who gather in organized church settings to remember why we follow Jesus. It's very important for us to interpret Scripture correctly so we, through our actions and deeds, can model Christ for others. When I first began these Bible Studies and Reflections podcast 41 weeks ago, my intended audience was, and still is, my church family at St. Paul's Lutheran in Columbia, South Carolina. Because I love Jesus and I love sharing God's word with others, my distribution list has grown beyond my church family to include my immediate and extended family a group of a dozen high school classmates that have served as support for a terminally ill friend, a group of college friends, a group of Laurel's friends that meet socially for Bunko, a very special family group, as well as a number of individuals. Let's face it, speaking with others about our faith is not always easy. Sadly, it can even be like a liability at times. But the more we practice our faith, the better we get at sharing it with others. I heard one, heard someone say one day that faith is caught, not taught. The more we model Christ-like behavior, the more seeds of faith will be planted. And as, it, and as we learn in God's word, he will give the growth. If I, as I have said before, We are imperfect vessels that carry the perfect good news of Christ. Our love for Christ and his love for us can flow through us and be a witness to others, just like a flowing river. By the same token, if we choose to not share our love of Christ and for Christ, we could be compared with a stagnant swamp. Because God gives us the free will, we have a choice to be that ever-flowing river or stagnant swamp. I trust we will all want to witness our commitment to our Creator God by being that ever-flowing river of love to others. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you for your holy word that speaks to us and reveals your love and your will in and through your Son, Jesus Christ. It is in his name that we lift up this prayer of thanks to you. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.